Thank you, Pastor. Wow. That is one of the most beautiful songs. <laughs> Boy, that is a beautiful song. My gosh, that is a beautiful song. Wow. I really like that song. Ooh, that really blessed me. Ooh, man, that was a great song. Let me get over it for a little bit. Ooh, man, that was a great song. Gosh almighty, that really blessed me. I mean, that's like my, it's like a can opener. It's just not a can opener. I don't know. Whatever will open you without ripping you apart, you know. <laughs> Whatever does that. It, it, that was just beautiful. That, that's just beautiful. That's just, that's just Jesus. <laughs> Woo, man, it touched me. I love that stuff. Praise the Lord. Anyway, ah, it messed me all up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I had it all together. Let's go ahead with the uh, widow's video real quick. Oh, that's awesome. I hadn't seen that yet. That's really awesome. Praise the Lord. Look at somebody today and say you're going to last and last and last. Praise God. Very, very exciting. And, you know, Africa's really exploding. It's going to become a very powerful uh, place of ministry. And I said, you know, it's going to be the biggest feeding program in Africa. But actually, I have no idea that that's true. So I'm taking that back and bringing it back, putting it in my pocket. And let's not say that. But let's say that a thousand children a day is a big amount of children we're stepping out on the water. I mean, we're going way out there uh, because I believe that's what we're supposed to do. You know, God doesn't want us to make it easy on him. He wants us to make it hard on him so that he can be the God of miracles that he is. Praise the Lord. In just a little bit, we're going to start praying and we're going to pray for everybody tonight. We're going to pray for all of you because you came to church. And when you come to church, you should receive prayer. You should have your life prayed over. And um, I want to do that. I, I believe that's something God has told me always to do, and, and I like doing it, and I enjoy doing it. So let's go with the part two of longevity. Tell someone next to you, I don't know what you think, but what I think is that I'm going to make it all the way to the end and fulfill God's calling on my life. Tell them that. Say, I'm going to make it to the very end. And I'm going to fulfill God's calling on my life. There are things you can do that will make you last, but not just survival Christianity, but thriving Christianity, the richest kind. The greatest thing that I know that makes us keep coming back for more, keep following Jesus, keep serving Jesus, no matter what you have to go through, no matter what storms come in your life, no matter what trials or tests or temptations or disappointments or discouragements or even tragedies that may come into your life, the thing that I have found in my personal life that makes it all beautiful is the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Just those moments of the day and you can have them all through the day where you are in communion with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is talking to you. 
and you feel something so beautiful and so sweet that you really can't describe it in words. This is why all throughout time, since the beginning of recorded time, the saints of God who have known God, when they pass away, they pass away in the glory of the presence of God. They're singing their way into heaven. They're dying with smiles on their faces. They have the presence of God on them in a tangible way. And there is such a sweet beauty to communing with God. This to me is probably the number one thing that has to be active in your life for you to last through everything that life may throw at you. And that is sweet communion. So think about it like this, Exodus 25, 22. I will come to you and commune with you from between the wings of the cherubim. Communion is not the same as petitional prayer. Petitional prayer is what any man or woman does, saved or unsaved, when they ask God for things. If you were to rate the prayers of people, the number one prayer would be give me something. That would be like the number one prayer in heaven on the top ten. But the things that are going to help you walk through your life and have a beautiful life, a happy life, a blessed life, is your communion with God. The presence of God literally being on you in a way where you can actually feel it and taste it. Psalm 16, 11, and 9, and also verse 10, in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Because you're created as a pleasure creature, because the way your body is made, your body is made to sense pleasure and to sense pain and to sense heartache, it's also created by God to sense joy and peace and victory and confidence and power and satisfaction and fulfillment and gratification. Then you have your physical body, which is created by God to sense pleasure as well. And because of that, because most of us are body-driven we do not have the kind of relationship with God that we're supposed to because we are settling for the most tangible thing there is that takes no work whatsoever, which is simply pleasure of the body, the appetites of the body. And so until you switch over and begin to have the daily communion with God and fellowship all day long, you are communing and talking with God. All day long, you're having a conversation with God. All day long, you are periodically praying in the Holy Spirit. You are speaking the spirit language that God has put in your body through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and your spirit is doing the praying. God is formulating the prayer, praying the prayer to himself, answering himself, and giving you the miracle answer. You benefit from your communion with God. Well, you can see how amazing this would be 
that no one likes to be tormented. No one likes to have a life where they have no peace. No one likes fear. No one likes anxiety. No one likes those things in their lives. And so when we find a solution that is not a drug, but we find a solution that is simply a relationship with God, you can see how a man or a woman that finds that would never want to turn loose of such a thing. Because in that place, there is that sweet peace. That no matter what's going on, you have inner deep peace, like a river or like a well. You have joy when there's things going on that you cannot control and that are not good. And you have joy inside of you, like a river flowing on the inside of you. You don't know how to explain it. You don't know how to teach it or give it away to somebody else, but you have it inside of you. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. You see, we are glory creatures created by God. When God made Adam and Eve in the garden, he made them glory creatures. What they lost when they entered sin is the glory of God. That was their clothing. And as you research that, they were actually clothed in the glory light of God. When they disobeyed God and were deceived by God, Adam disobeyed, Eve deceived, was deceived, the glory lifted. And the tangible presence of God that makes Christianity the most beautiful experience in the universe. This is not new age. This is not transcendental meditation. This is not, you know, humming and things of that nature. This is not Buddhism. This is not anything of the soul. This is of the spirit realm, which you actually cannot experience if you're not born again, because it is your spirit that has to be born again. And so as God restores your soul, he restores it while you're in fellowship with God, your mind and will and emotions begin to be healed and repaired by the communion and fellowship you are having with God. If you're going to last, you're going to have to master communing with God, hearing his voice, talking to him, feeling his leading, the nudgings, the impulses of the Holy Spirit, the urges of the Holy Spirit, the leading of the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit, the sound of God's presence inside you the feeling of his comfort coming to you and his encouragement coming to you. Like when Laura was singing that song that I've never heard uh, uh, tonight, that beautiful song, I literally almost left my body. It messed me up because it threw me into the glory. It literally, I was, mm, I mean, I was, I was literally in the glory because the language was speaking my own heart and the language of my heart, and I was leaving earth because that's not a soulish song. That is a communion song. So Laura wrote that. I didn't know, but that's what Pastor told me. So as she wrote that, she couldn't have written that song in her soul. She couldn't have written her, that song in her body. She had to write that song from her spirit and communing with God. If you have communion with God, you are going to last. If you develop that, you're going to be here 30 years from now or wherever, serving God, following God, obeying God. 
Praying in the Holy Ghost leads you into communion because it trains your inner man to communicate with God without audible language. It teaches you to talk to God without using your actual mouth. You are communing with God and he is speaking things to you and you are having intimate fellowship. All the walls are broken down. You have total transparency. You have total honesty. You have complete, complete vulnerability. You have supernatural bonding with God. There's a deep emotional connection, a deep spiritual tie. There's nothing hidden. There's nothing in the darkness because you are literally opened up to God like a flower and his spirit is flowing in and out and his presence is flowing in and out. What this does is it cures you of all the unhappiness that this life, this world, and the devil in his kingdom can bring to you. Can we take a praise break on that? Can we just take a praise break right there and just start praising God a little bit? Praise the Lord. Can you just lift your hands and say, oh God, I need the intimate fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Anybody who wants to become more Christ-like cannot bypass this particular step. This is one of the greatest things that you can do to change who you are. In other words, the more time you spend with God, the more like God you become. When a person is kind and sweet, it is because they have been with God. And when a person is crude and mean, and unkind and brutal, it is because they've been with Satan and his voice. Praise God. So as you begin to do that, it begins to change you. Your personality changes, your desires change, your motivation changes, how you're going to talk to people changes, what your agenda is for living changes, your motives change, your entire existence is transformed, and you want to just keep serving God all day, every day, for the rest of your life. You either have this or you don't. But the good news is you can get it. Just start praying in the Holy Ghost and say loving things to God. Praise the Lord. Second Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I began this, and I want to kind of go back to that for a little bit, and give you a little bit more of this. This communion I'm talking about comes from the Word of God and your fellowship with the Word of God. It is the Word of God that contains God himself. God's Word, the holy, incorruptible, God-breathed and God-spoken Bible, the Word of God that is from everlasting to everlasting, not one word of the Word of God shall perish but everything in the word of God is the will of God, the mind of God, the plan of God, and the answers of God. So as you study the Bible and become highly educated in the Bible and the things of the Bible, you go from level to level to level to level. You first study the natural facts of the Bible. That's level one. You find out everything about the natural facts of the Bible, which is called the revealed will of God in Romans 12, 1 and 2. 
It's what is good, what is acceptable, and what is perfect. So you're at that first level learning. If you don't even get that, it's like going to school and not learning your lessons in first grade, seventh, second grade, third grade, and then you're in ninth grade all of a sudden and bypassed eight years of learning and you're, they're expecting you to do algebra or geometry when you haven't learned how to add and subtract. Christianity is the same way. You're not going to last if you don't learn level one, which is general information about God, the Bible, his plan, his will, and all of that. As you read the Bible with prayer, because you don't ever want to read the Bible like it's a novel, you want to read the Bible like it actually contains all the answers of the universe in that book. Every answer to every problem is in that book. All that you're searching for is in that book. The answers to your depression, your loneliness, your anger, your, your dysfunction, your hurts, your pains, your future, your destiny, your power, your joy, your miracle, your supernatural. Everything that you want is inside the word of God contained in there because the word of God is the mind of God and the thoughts of God are medicine that heal anything they touch they make it whole. And so as you learn the Bible and study the Bible, and here's the thing that I wanted to kind of spend, break it down for you a little bit. You, you're going to pray over the Bible before you read it, and you do it every day, because remember, you need to marry the Bible. It's like being in a marriage. You, it, the only way you know you're in the marriage is because you have fellowship with the person you're married to, and you talk to them every day, and you're accountable to them, and you have quality time with them, and there's love and affection and care and commitment and long-term surrender to that person. There's exclusivity. And all of these things are involved in a relationship. And so when you're talking about the Bible, you have to marry the Bible. You can't just leave the Bible on, on your bookshelf and then simply pick it up to go to church and carry it to church and put it back there. And that's, that's all that happens. You have to have a daily interaction with the Word of God so it becomes a living book and it becomes alive and it leads you into communion because when you're reading the Bible, you, you have found this, that when you're reading the Bible from a sincere, hungry heart, the Bible comes alive and it catches fire. And, and when you're reading that Bible, it's on fire. And, and people that haven't had this experience don't understand what I'm saying. But it catches fire and you're like, oh, my God. Mm, mm, mm. Because you're getting insight, revelation. It's honey to your soul. It's medicine to your body. It's healing your past. It's restoring your present. It's laying the path for your future. It is a very powerful exchange that happens. And if you don't have this, it's hard for you to, to survive and last as a Christian if you don't know what to do with your Bible. So you memorize your Bible. Memorize everything in the Bible that jumps out at you. That's the simplest way to say it. Just memorize that. Now, if that makes you go, woo, hallelujah, memorize that. Then meditate on it and journal what the Lord tells you about that thing that you memorize. What is God telling you? Journal it. And then pray it out loud, out loud. Pray that out loud. Read what you wrote out loud and just say it to the Lord. Read it. Read it. Say it out loud. Keep that as a big diary and write them all down and, 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 and keep it. 
fellowship. Then sing the Bible. Find the verses in there and find one line that really ministers to you. And the Lord is with me wherever I go. And you just start singing that everywhere. You start singing it to God because singing ushers in the presence of God. The presence of God then gets on your Bible as you're singing your Bible in the car and in your home, by yourself on your bed, early in the morning, late at night. What Laura was singing, you see, that's called rhema. It's called living word of God. So there's no way to get that unless you are near and close to God. That is a communion song. It is a song brought from the ovens of heaven with honey on top, and it's just burning on there, and it's a song off bread and it's just mm, ah, it, or, anyway <laughs> praise the Lord <laughs> crazy whatever but but anyway so so you you want to do this and, and this is how the the word of God then begin, becomes intertwined with your prayer life your fellowship with God you're talking to him and scripture starts coming to you and you start talking to God about the scripture and you start saying lord this is what you said and i'm so happy i can trust this that it's going to come to pass i feel it like a living thing inside me that you're going to do this i don't know how you're going to do it but i just know that you're going to do it you have a word from god about all the challenges that come up in your life praise the lord so look at somebody and say i love this stuff James 1.27, pure religion in the sight of God and man is to rescue orphans and widows and to keep your life unspotted from the world. The word there for religion is the word worship. Kimberly did a beautiful teaching on this, and she was talking about this, how beautiful that the word religion there is actually the word worship. Pure worship in God's eyes. And in the eyes of everyone, not just saved people, but lost people, is rescuing orphans and widows. If you're going to stay in this for a long time, you need to be rescuing somebody. You are created to be a rescuer. You are created not just to rescue orphans and widows. Now, understand that most orphans and widows are not being rescued by Christians, but that there are lots of orphans and widows uh, out there in the world that need rescuing there's a lot of poor people that need to be fed, and it's our calling to do that, but it's also our calling to rescue the people that come in and out of our lives on a daily basis. Your family, your children, your grandchildren, your friends, your neighbors, whoever it might be. Uh, my brother was telling me that when he went to the doctor that, that he led somebody there to the Lord, you know, and I said, well, you're doing your job, you know what I'm saying? That's because, you know, when you're, when you're alive in God, then you have the net of God on you, and the net of God shoots out of you to people, and you capture people, and they don't even know they're being captured, but because you are a net, because Jesus has made you all about him, and, and Jesus is a net. He's a, he catches souls, and so whenever you're with Jesus and in Jesus, you'll start rescuing people, and people will start getting saved because you're alive. And because of you, you being alive, this gives purpose to your life, and you can't last without purpose, and the purpose cannot be selfish and about you. It's got to be about other people, not you. Praise the Lord. 
Matthew 18, 16. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Stay in church. If you're going to last, you need to be part of church. Psalm 92, 10 and 11. You shall be like a palm tree planted in the house of the Lord. You shall flourish. Your life shall be by a river, Jeremiah 17, 7, 8, and 9. And the roots of your tree shall go deep into the soil. When the sun comes, you shall not be scorched, nor burned, nor wither away. Being in church is one of the ways that God has given to protect you and your family from the onslaughts and spiritual attacks of Satan. If you get people in church to pray for you, your trouble will leave a lot faster than if you just stay home sitting there with your head in your hands. With no answers, with no spiritual wisdom, with no helpers, and with no insight. But if you got an army of men and women like is here tonight, one sets to flight a thousand, two sets to flight ten thousand, and do the math. With every new person, you're multiplying a hundred thousand, a million, and so on and so forth. You're getting to the places where Satan can no longer invade you without suffering critical damage to his armies of demons. Church does that. Church is where you get discipled, it's where you get loved, it's where you get healed. It's where you get educated. It's where you get trained. This is the diving board for the week. You go to church, it throws you into the week, and you spend the week developing what you have been taught and what you have learned. This is the cycle of growth that if you're going to last, you have to stay in church. Satan's job is to minimize the necessity of church so that it just becomes something you can do or can't do. It doesn't become a necessity, an absolute. It becomes a variable. Praise the Lord. Church is not a variable. Church is where God does everything. It is for the bride, the church, that Jesus died. And without churches the world would go straight into utter darkness and we would end up back in the days of Noah where the Bible says everyone did what was right in their own imagination. Every evil that entered the mind of people, they did because there was no church, there was no preachers, and there was no righteous voice going out into the consciences of the people. If you grow up in a wicked environment, in a wicked family, you live wickedly, you grow up wickedly, and wickedness is normal because it's what everyone is doing. But if you have that challenged by someone and someone says to you that is wrong and that is not okay 
and that is not what you were born to do, and that is not what you were called to do. You need to stop that and come out of the darkness and into the light. And they say, darkness? What are you talking about? And all of a sudden, the light bulbs start coming on that there's another way of living. There is right and wrong. There is good and bad. There is darkness and light. And darkness cannot fellowship with light. Praise the Lord. Look at two people and say, holla, holla, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> now tell three people around you, I'm staying in church. Say it out loud, I'm staying in church. But it says to be rooted in the house of God. So staying in church doesn't mean just to come to church and sit there. Being in church is like anything else. You have to have a relationship with church. You have to say, where can I help and how can I serve? Because who is the greatest in the kingdom? And what does serving mean? Helping everybody before you help yourself. Praise the Lord. So you're a, you're a human being with special gifts and special things about you. You know, well, you may say, well, you know, I don't have time to really help in those ways, but I could give you a check for $300,000. Would that help? Yes, go ahead on your way and come back next week. Uh, yes. Because that's the way you help. There's different ways of helping. Whatever God has put in your power, you help with that. But you don't sit back and sit in judgment of the church for a year or two before you ever make any commitment and say, well, I'm just checking everything out before I jump in. You should have a relationship with God where he tells you, this is where I planted you. Now bloom and grow. Praise the Lord. Take care of your church. Cultivate your church. Protect it. Love it. Don't be ashamed of it. Love your church. Love it. It's the bride of Christ. He loves the church. Jesus loves the church. It's his idea. Praise the Lord. Love the people that are in the church. Even the rascals. Even the, the, the witchy people that haven't matured out of that darkness yet. They still have it on them. They're still cheaters and liars and this and that. You know, church can't just be filled with redeemed people. Church is for goats as well as lambs. Goats in transition. Not permanent goats. They're going to get kicked out. But a, a goat in transition, a snake in transition. I mean, some of you were serpents in the world, and Jesus called you to himself, but you're in transition. You're shedding your snake skin. Well, you can't kill those people unless they refuse to change. Then you have to say, listen, there's not any sign that you're willing to be taught, corrected, and trained. And the Bible is very clear about some of those things. Dangerous people who refuse to submit to God have to be separated for safety and protection. It's called a divine disconnection. Just like God gives you divine connections, he gives you divine disconnections. 
Praise the Lord. But that doesn't mean you disconnect from everybody you don't like. Then there would be no one. It's dangerous people. Heretics and, and abusers and things that, and people who just aren't ever going to change. Praise the Lord. Look at two people around you and say, it's been a great day. Shake their hand and say, about 150 is what you owe me. If you're going to last in Christianity and be here for the long term, you've got to see some progress and some healing and some growth. You're not going to last if you cannot see that you're actually changing. You're not going to last if you can't see that that stuff all broken up in pieces is actually getting healed. This is what's going to keep you coming back to Jesus is, wow, I was really wounded. I'm totally healed. Like it doesn't even bother me anymore what they did to me. You can't last without progress and growth. You've got to change to the point where you're seeing yourself grow and you're saying, wow, I didn't know anything last year, but this year I, I led over 100 people to Jesus just because so-and-so taught me how to do it. And you know that I've uh, led almost 300 people in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know how to do that till this person taught me. They showed me. I went with them. They did it, and then they showed me how to do it. Now I'm doing it. Do you see what I'm saying? This is church, discipleship, mentoring, training, apprenticeship. You start learning these things and growing, and you have growth. And that growth is going to cause you to be excited about the future when you wake up and say, what new things is God going to teach me? When you and I get in trouble, and when people get in trouble, is when they stay the same year after year after year after year, and you cannot see any change in their life whatsoever. Praise the Lord, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we're transformed from glory to glory. What do you not know right now about your marriage, about your children, about raising children, about your health, about your life? Understand that God, as you walk with him, is going to train you and teach you how to be successful in all areas where you are defeated. Praise God. Can we take a praise break, everybody? Say, praise God. Look at somebody and say, my God, Jesus is amazing. Praise the Lord. Jesus is amazing. Please keep this at the forefront of your lasting diary, how to last. Don't get offended. It doesn't help anything. Only get offended at what God gets offended at. God doesn't get offended at all the little flaws and things that people have. He gets offended at wickedness in his house, and he drives it out because there's good offense. A man that doesn't get offended or a woman that doesn't get offended at Satan stepping in to something and, and get upset and rage against that demon or against the spirit of that and drive it out is not worth a lot because then you'll have the devil sleeping and walking with you everywhere. If he gets on your children or something, you, you have to have a holy offense and say, no, absolutely not. 
that is not going to be that way, and that is not going to stay that way. And I'm going, you don't attack people, but you attack the spirit behind people. Ephesians 6, 9, 10, and 11. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness, against the evil spirits of this world. Praise God. Tell somebody, I love this kind of stuff. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Romans 6.23, the wages of sin are death. The gift of God is eternal life. What does this mean? If you're going to last, don't, listen to my words, don't make friends with sin. Never adopt a sin. And simply say, I'm keeping this in my life. When you know that that is a sin. Because if you adopt a sin, remember what I'm about to tell you. What you honor converts you. Don't condemn yourself because there's something you can't get rid of. You can't beat. Don't do that. But at no point, surrender. Even if it takes 20 years to get delivered, you fight but you do not make friends with that sin. You say, this is a sin in my life. It is not of God, and I repent, God. Help me, oh, Jesus. Give me grace. Give me power. Get prayer. Get whatever you got to get. Do whatever you got to do. But just let that sin know you are not my friend, and I hate you, and I'm going to be free from you. You may have a hold of me now, but there is a day coming when a righteous man falls down seven times, and then the Lord delivers him and lifts him up with his hand. For the Lord, Psalm 18, 17, 18, and 19, stretched out his hand and drew me out of many waters for they were stronger than I was but the Lord lifted me above them and set me on a rock and built a platform for my life come on everybody let's take a praise break and praise Jesus a little bit and say wow glory to God do not enough you're not walking the right way with him. You actually don't need anything other than Jesus to be fully happy and satisfied. Praise the Lord. The next thing, you can find this in John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Praise the Lord. I have overcome the world. Proverbs 16, 20. If a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Praise God. Now hear my words on this. If you're going to last and have longevity, be at peace with the people who don't like you. Don't hate them. Don't spend a lot of time worrying about what they think. Don't dwell on what they've said. Don't meditate on it. Once you've done everything you can do, then be at peace. If they still do not like you, want you, or speak well of you, be at peace about it. Because I guarantee you that you're going to have enemies whether you want them or not. Because there are some people who are simply in a state of being an enemy to anything and anyone they meet. Be at peace. You did wrong, apologize. 
try to make it right. If it's not your fault, then simply say, I love you. I hope we can work this out. I hope there'll be peace. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I've had some real good victories in this area. Something happened with a friend of mine this last year that I had known this friend for 35 years. And something happened. And I didn't know what it was. And I called the person up. They wouldn't answer my calls. This is a person I've talked to almost every week for 35 to 40 years. <laughs> so I said, I don't know what's going on. So I just kept sending texts and calling and all that. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Months went by, and then the person calls me. He says, I am so sorry for what I did. I said, listen, I'm going to forgive you, but don't you ever do that again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I regained a friend that is a dear friend of mine for 35, 40 years. It had to do with something going on in their life, and he was taking it out on me and anybody else. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So if you're going to last, be at peace with the people that don't like you. Praise God. Turn around to somebody and say, oh, you're not one of them, are you? <laughs> Two more and we'll be done. Okay, and this is, this is the next thing. Love the truth, don't just believe it. If you're going to last, the Bible is your truth book, not your political party. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, there's right and wrong in the eyes of God. But your political party is not Jesus. It's filled with ungodly people that have ungodly motives. You know what's right and wrong. So in that realm, you do what's right and wrong. Praise the Lord. But understand that what tells you, what gives you your beliefs is not any kind of group. It is the Bible. You have to be faithful to the Bible. Praise the Lord. Well, you can know that you can't possibly vote for anybody who would kill a child or give people permission or power to kill a child because we read our book and our book is against killing babies. So you can't kill babies. And if you really go by the Bible, then you're not going to be able to vote for anybody who kills babies. Now, you can get mad at me right now, but I'm telling you how to last in Christianity because this is what will knock you out right there when you decide that your political party is bigger than the Bible. Once that happens, you're already lost. Do you understand? Because now you've switched saviors and your savior is no longer Jesus or his Bible. Now your savior is a group of people that call themselves whatever they call themselves. You have to test everything as a Christian. This is why we don't do all that. We, we simply follow what the Bible teaches, what is right and wrong. Praise the Lord. Nobody should take our guns away from us. It's in the Bible. You can't take away protection from people. Now, you may not agree with me, but that's, that's your fault. You're wrong. I'm right because I've done all the research. And nobody tells, nobody should tell you that you can't say what is on your mind. 
I mean, that is not Jesus. Jesus is a free speech God. So you got to have free speech, even if you don't like what the free speech lets people say. But you can't shut down somebody and say you can't say that because we don't like that. That's dictatorship. That's not free speech. I'm just still in the Bible right here. I'm not stepping out in the flesh. I'm still in the Holy Ghost right now. But understand what I'm saying. You have to not just believe the truth. You have to love the truth. Now, here's where you're challenged. If you happen to believe opposite of what I'm telling you, then you got a real problem. Because maybe the Bible is not really your truth book. John 8, 32, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. We know that by the Bible's teaching that all men and women of all colors are totally equal, value, price, worth, love, and everything else. So if you deviate from that and say, no, this group is better than that group, then now you're not agreeing with the word of God and you have gone into a heresy that could create racism which will send you to hell. Praise the Lord. So I just kind of want to dwell on that for a little bit. So you have to love the truth. You embrace it. Say, wow, I wish God didn't think like that. But he does think like that. I heard a very famous preacher on TV He's on TV almost every day. But I'm not going to tell you what, who the name is, but a famous person was interviewing this particular preacher. And uh, he said they, they were asking him questions about something. And here was his answer. Uh, he said, it's not my job to tell you my opinion. It's my job to tell you God's word. And this is what it says. Like it or don't, but that is what I stand for. Look at three people and say, holla, holla, baby. That's what I'm talking about today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So embrace and love the truth. Don't just believe it. Because there's a real line between believing something and loving. What you love, you protect and you defend and you're committed to it, and you sacrifice for it. You can believe a thousand things. It doesn't mean you're going to be involved in anything. Amen? Well, my final thing is this. If you're going to survive, you must master faith. You must learn how to use faith like a pair of hands to get you things that you need that God wants you to have. Faith is not about greed and selfishness where you're trying to get things. This is about something much bigger than thing getting. This is about getting things to possibly give to people who don't have anything. You have your car. It's a nice car. You have your house and you can only live in so much house. It's ridiculous to have a house that's so gigantic, but if you build that house from your own business, nobody has the right to tell you not to do it. But if it comes from God's money, like mine does, then I am limited in the extravagance that I'm allowed to have in my life since God pays me. 
So I limit that. I don't have gold-plated toilet seats. Is there really a difference in the feeling between your regular toilet seat and your gold-plated? I don't think so. So that seems to me like a waste of money. Do you need a 40,000 square foot home when there's only two of you and you're already old? And you need a, a golf cart to travel around your house? I'm thinking this isn't very beneficial. The older you get, for most people, the smaller everything gets. Right now, it takes me four hours to cut my grass. I'm enjoying it. But I got a feeling that I'm going to get to a point where I'm going to say, this is it. I mean, I'm really, I'm done. I don't want to cut five acres anymore of grass. But right now, I like it. Amen? Oh, and then the leaves. I have over... I don't know, 30 or 40 different types of trees, and they all shed leaves. And so every, I can't miss a week. I got to run over those leaves and chew them up. Because if I miss a week during leaf shedding time, whew, I mean, it becomes a disaster. Praise the Lord. Use your faith to change the circumstances that Satan tells you are unchangeable when God tells you they are changeable. Don't settle for a life that God is not promising you. Use your faith to get your prosperity, to get your business blessed, to get your health, to get your miracle, to get your breakthrough, to get your personal deliverance, to get your purpose, to get your placement, to get the direction of your life. Why were you born? Where are you going? How do you get there? Use your faith. Learn that. Master faith. Learn everything there is to learn about faith. And then weed out all the selfish faith of materialism and engrandizement and extravagance that doesn't line up with the nature of Jesus. Praise the Lord. You really don't need four cars when there's just two of you. Now, you do what you want, like I said. But what I'm telling you is when you become like Jesus, it's not about what you can get anymore. That changes. It's about what you can give. You want to be able to buy cars for people. You certainly want to buy a home for a widow. And you certainly want to pay the widow's bills if she has no family and they're not taking care of her. You certainly want to say, ma'am, don't worry about anything. We're going to take care of your bills and we'll come visit you. You got to let us know when you have a doctor's appointment. Is your air condition working? Is your heater working? This is in America. I'm not even talking about other countries. I'm just talking about here. Because this is what Christians do. They say, hey, I'm really blessed. I have a lot of resources flowing through my hands. And all I want to do is be a funnel. That's what Pastor Robert told me years ago. He says, I believe I'm called to be a paymaster. I just want to bless you guys, and I just want to be a funnel. Oh, God, help me. Well, now, you know, probably millions of dollars have flowed through the hands of the church because you've decided you're going to be a blessing to the orphan, the widow, and the poor.
Praise the Lord. Look at three people and say, holla, holla. That's what I'm talking about. Give someone a high five. Now, Laura, oh, Laura's leaving. Okay. But anyway, when she comes back, I'm going to want her to sing that song. I'm, I get addicted to a song, and then I just want to hear it forever. But I want to pray for every section, so I'm going to pray for this section first. So anyone that wants me to pray for you in that section, would you come up and stand up here if you want me to pray for you? Just stand up here. And I'm going to let Laura sing that song in the background. Just come up here in a line. This is not going to take a long time, but it's going to be good and meaningful. Praise the Lord. And move over a bit over here, bro. Let's start with our brother here. And I want the rest of you to exchange your hands, and we're going to pray with families, but I want to pray for my brother because before the service, he told me his battle with leukemia now. And so I need all of you to come into agreement as we pray for him to be healed. Now, knowing him that he is a man of faith, his language is lined up to the will of God and the word of God. We, as his brothers and sisters then, with his wife and their, their children, we want to agree for the miracle to happen. Praise the Lord. So, so as we go down the line, remember, I'm coming to you at some point tonight. And so I just want you to stretch your hands out like you wish someone did for you. Because we know this, 1 John 5, 14. you, Lord. That if we pray according to God's will, we know that we have the things that we have asked for. Praise God. So I want you to send your healing prayers to our brother and his wife. And I bless you now, my brother. I bless your body. We say be cured of leukemia. And let all your blood counts be perfect. And let a miracle take place. Satan, we curse you to the root. And we declare a mighty deliverance for this home and for this family. In the mighty name of Jesus, we attach to you 2 Timothy 4.18. The Lord will preserve you from every evil work and wicked intention of darkness. Praise God. Everybody say hallelujah. Tell me your name, man. Let's extend our hands and let's bless you. The Lord says to you, I have loved you before time. I have nurtured you for this day. I have brought you here to remove the veils and let you see what you have always longed to see. I have brought you to my throne room to unveil my purposes for your life. You will not be lonely on the path that I have carved out for you. Let me take your hand. I'll lead you 
through all the scary places until you can walk on your own strength. Praise the Lord. That is a good word. Tell me your name, man. Yeah. Let's extend our hands here. I'm seeing a, a building that's ripped and torn. I see fire damage. I also see the damage of, let's say, creatures that have lived in this building. And what this represents is your family tree, relatives and everybody. And the damage Satan has done, that he has burned down the house. He has allowed, he has brought things in that don't belong in a home. And so the Lord says, I'm not rebuilding this. I'm removing it. And I'm going to build something that no creature can enter and no fire can burn. Tell me your name right here, man. Extend your hands over here. Miss Rachel, I see angels. I see many angels right now coming down and going up. And the angels are carrying your prayers. God says to tell you, I need angels to carry the prayers that are coming out of you. Because not all the prayers that are coming out are you uttering. Your body is praying. Your mind is praying. Your attitude is praying. Your love for God is praying. Your hunger is praying. You are a living, walking prayer. And God says, I have assigned answers to every prayer that you have prayed. Is this man with you? Is this your husband? Let's extend our hands here. The Lord is telling me about long life right now and health. And we're going to pray for your body right now. And we are praying for a supernatural arterial system of your arteries. We're praying for a healthy back. We are praying for bone things and knees and other parts of your body. We are praying for breathing that is very easy and for a heart in perfect rhythm. And we are putting our hands on the top of your head and praying for your mind. And we say to you, be blessed going out and be blessed coming in. Praise the Lord. Tell me your name, man. So what I'm seeing right now is a lot of, and this is a weird picture, two oceans. One coming this way, another coming, two oceans. So as you know, if you stand in front of an ocean, it comes this way. But you're in the middle, like a road, and an ocean's coming this way, and an ocean is coming that way. God says, my ocean will stop Satan's ocean. So my ocean will swallow you this year. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands, man. Stretch your hands out here. So we pray for your healing right now, ma'am, in the name of Jesus. As there are nine things wrong with your body. We are praying for the healing of all nine things. And that the momentum not go down, but it go up. That tonight there be a change of health momentum for your life as the Lord blesses you with Deuteronomy 28.2. I will lay my hand on you 
and send blessings to your house until they overcome you. Jeremiah 30 in verse 17, I will heal you of your wounds and restore health to you. Let's go right here. Extend your hands over here. So Jody, you're like a little child and the Lord says, I'm putting you in my personal school of training and discipleship so that you do not miss any of the wonders that I have for you. That all the wonders that I have prepared for you as your loving father, none of them will be missed because of not knowing this or not knowing that. So God says, I'm re-educating you in all my ways until you are functioning at 100% level of your potential. What a great word. Let's go right here, man. Praise the Lord. So I am removing from you the spirit of rejection and the spirit of missing out and regret. I am now giving you, saith the Lord, the spirit of comfort, the gift of faith, and the ability to appropriate what God tells you belongs to you. Let's go right here. So I'm seeing this picture. It's a net. It's a big net, but it's about the size of this size. And you're, you're by an ocean, like on a rock. You have this net and you're throwing it in, but you're catching fish that are too big for the net. Because God says you made the net because you are a person that's gonna do what I tell you. But God says, I wanna give you more than you can handle in the realm of blessings. I want the fish not to fit in the net you built with your own two hands, because I am now gonna give you fish that are so big, which means blessings, that are so big that you won't know where actually to put them. Praise God. Tell me right here, man, extend your hands real quick. Extend your hands, everybody, towards her. The Lord says, you have not known the kind of love I'm going to show you or give you. It is everlasting love. It is not the love of a human. It is the love of your God. I will reveal to you what it's like to have the Father's love in the most deepest personal way until you wake up in the morning and say these words out loud. I am the most loved person in the universe praise the lord let's go right here man praise god the curse of lack is now removed from your family and you will now have the blessing of supernatural listen to my words unending abundance let's go right here man your prayers really are powerful pray for the people that come into your mind and I will answer you. And the Lord says, I now want to heal your body and restore your body to miraculous health in the name of Jesus. Let's extend our hands to this brother here. We reach out our hands and pray for your healing, my brother, the healing of your body and the nervous system and the healing of the organs of your body and the memory of your mind and all aspects of your body. 
may you be a living walking miracle as the natural mind says these things have to happen in the natural for that to be fixed but we're not asking for that tonight we're asking for instantaneous miracles we're not asking for years of therapy we're asking right now for tonight in the service for a miracle God to do miracles for people in the natural step one step two and step three must be done to get to your destination but when we're asking God for mercy and miracles then the Lord just blesses us praise the Lord so we bless you in the name of the Lord let's go right here ma'am I'm looking at watermelons hundreds and hundreds of them and you're standing in a watermelon field and God says these watermelons represent the joy of the Lord watermelons bring joy listen to this to children God says I will give you a gift of bringing joy to the children of your family praise the Lord all right you all go sit down let's take a praise break everybody say praise God thank you Jesus God is good thank you Lord let's sing that song Miss Laura let's have all of you stand up that are in this group that want me to pray for you and come and stand up here praise the Lord then we'll finish with that group Without you, Lord. I just wanted to pray for everybody. I'm not going to pray long prayers with everyone, but I'm just going to do what the Lord tells me. Praise the Lord. And what would I say? For everybody that wants prayer in that section, when just line pain up right comes here. My way. Praise the Lord. Without your word in my life, what would I do? Maybe you could come closer and kind of curve around. Raining down your love. Let's sing that song. Over me. Woo. I don't even know the words. All the peace I Jesus song right there. Freedom from the chains that hold me bound. Thank you, Lord. To this world, your grace and mercy washes over me, and the power of your word sets me free. Yes, I will always stay on the narrow way that's leading me to life. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray for Frankie and his wife and their family tonight. I'm just hearing no plague can come near your dwelling. And that's to everyone. Let's go right here. The Lord says, I will raise up a standard so no flood can come against you. And the Lord will protect you from that which the enemy would ever try to do to you or your children pain comes my way. let's go right here I break the spirit of poverty ma'am and all curses without your word that have ever been on your life a family or tree they are broken what would I we pray do? for the supernatural healing of the Holy Spirit 
that you have the health of Almighty God and that which you are going through right now will stop and the Holy Spirit will bring his breakthrough right here ma'am I'm seeing balloons a lot of balloons many colored balloons and you're like in a big field like a cornfield or some kind of field and you're jumping and getting the balloons and gathering balloons but balloons represent somebody's birthday because God says this is your birthday in the spirit in the sense that this is the day that God begins to give you a celebration life where he starts to celebrate you and you don't gather curses or trouble or pain you start gathering those balloons that represent party time and something new happening praise the Lord let's go right here to the doctor and his family everybody extend your hands I'm hearing a lot right now I'm hearing a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot is coming at me so extend your hands real quick so because you're my son and daughter and because you love me and because you're faithful to me and because you want the deep things of my spirit I have not withheld that from you now I will unlock the storehouses of the deepest parts of your desire. I will unlock those and you will have access to them permanently. You'll be able to walk into this storehouse and get what you need. You'll walk into that storehouse and get what you need. Twelve storehouses have been set aside for you and your family. The storehouse of miracles, the storehouse of answered prayer, the storehouse of long life, the storehouse of mercy, the storehouse of insight, and on and on and on. And the Lord says, I know that I can trust you, so I'm handing you the keys. Everybody say glory to God. What a great word from God. Say, I wish you'd said that to me. Praise the Lord. My gosh, that is awesome. Lift your hands up, man. Praise the Lord. This is your victory year. This is your victory year. Wherever you need victory, now have the power and walk in those victories from now on in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Let's lift our hands, man. Praise God. The spirit of healing is here tonight and he is your doctor and you have suffered too much for too long and God says I stretch my hand out to heal you from the top of your head down to the soles of your feet do not be afraid my son do not tremble in anticipation of negative things happening to those you love but sit at my feet and tremble at my word for before you say the prayer I will give you the answer praise the Lord this couple right here stretch your hands out everybody praise the Lord I have created you I made you to dwell with me, to fellowship with me. We are not strangers. We shall never be strangers. 
but something has happened today where you have taken a step inside yourself into the holy of holies now you will dwell on the other side of the veil where the ark of the covenant is dwelling you will now be drinking of my Shekinah glory. It will enter your bedroom and come into your kitchen. It'll be in your car and it'll come without invitation unexpectedly and sweep you off your feet and put you in a tornado of everlasting love. Everybody say, I received that for myself. Glory to God. Turn to seven people and say, glory to Jesus. My God. Praise the Lord. Stand your hands right here. Mighty deliverances coming for your life. Mighty deliverances that only God can take credit for. Satan will not be able to stop it. Praise the Lord. Our sister right here, everybody. Stand your hands. Let me pray for your for this baby right here. Thank you, Jesus. I ask you to bless this child. Give her the gift of tenderheartedness. Give her the gift of faith. Give her the gift of sanctification and wisdom. Give her the gift of humility and kindness. Spare her the trouble of her family tree and protect her from Satan's assignments. Let her be a child raised in the hollow of God's hand. I pray over you in the name of Jesus, my sister, that the hand of the Lord will come upon you morning, noon, and night that he will speak to you that he will take you on transformation journeys and put you in his cocoon and keep you there until your wings are fully grown so that you can fly in the name of Jesus. Extend your hands to this gentleman. Satan has wanted to kill you. And he has had assignments against your life. But I break those assignments because I am a man of God. I have the power to deliver you from that with this team of people. I deliver you today from Satan's seed. And I kill all the seeds of darkness. And we call for the resurrection of the true you. A man that will get drug addicts off drugs. A man that will go into jails and deliver prisoners. A man that will get people saved. And a man that will love Jesus and stay in church and grow up and fulfill your true destiny. The devil is a liar. Lift your hands up, my brother. I have answered many of your prayers, but I'm bringing in a new harvest of answered prayer 
500 more answered prayers. Let's go over here to Judy. Extend your hands. Thank you, Jesus. You have walked down in the valley. You've walked up to the top of the mountain. You've walked down in the valley. You've walked up to the top of the mountain. You've walked down in the valley. You've walked up to the top of the mountain. You walked down in the valley. You walked up to the top of the mountain. And God says, I'm just going to make you fly now. But I will add to you those things in your brain. Lift your hands up on this. This is brain surgery right here. So I'm, I'm doing brain surgery and this is what I'm seeing. Disconnections of the brain. There are things in there. God says I'm connecting them. It will change how you relate to everything. And people will stand at all that God, how, how could God do that? Only you will know the depth of what I'm saying. But it will be wondrous in your eyes. Let's go right here to this young man. And, and how, is this, are you his mother? Praise the Lord. Do you have other children? How many children? You have five children? So I'm praying for all five of them. Praise the Lord. Satan doesn't like your children because they have a destiny. He has wanted to destroy your family. And I am praying right now for the gift, everybody, of restoration, the rebuilding and capturing of a family and of the hearts of that family. So I put on you, Joel 2.25, that God will restore the years that Satan has stolen by putting worms in dark places to eat up the souls. We consecrate you and your children to come under the protection of the house of God and of the blessing of God. Everything Satan has planned and means, we stop it. Everybody say it out loud. Say it, we stop it. Every assignment, say it out loud, we stop it. And we send the blessings of the Lord. Amen. Let's go right here. You make me happy. God is saying that. You make me happy. And you also make me happy. But you make God happy. A person that can make God happy can only be a person that is so in love with Jesus that he truly is sitting on the throne of their heart. Because of this, God has granted you the joy of the Lord and the peace of God. And God says it's been at level two and I'm shifting it to level 100 so that you'll actually say oh my gosh I got so much peace on me that you won't even know you won't be able to control yourself you'll just pray for people that are tormented and you'll just like at a grocery store hey, how you doing and you'll detect the torment just go over there and give them a big hug and they'll get delivered and you'll have peace at your home deep deep undisturbable peace.
Praise the Lord. I see a sewing going on, like garments are being sewed together. I can see it in my spirit. Lots of sewing. God is making you a suit. But there's not one for you and one for you. Are you all married? How long have you been married? He's making a one-person suit for two people. I've never said this to anybody. The suit is for who he's making you together. This is a Superman suit. This suit is, you can't burn it. Bullets won't go through it. You can't drown in it. You can't suffocate in it. Disease can't get to it. And this is the suit that your father is making for you. That you will be one in such a way that two people are perfectly united in purpose and in calling. There's so much more I have to tell you, but I just can't. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Let's give him a round of applause right here. Our brother. Come on, everybody. Praise the Lord. Brother Bill, let's give them a hand of who they are in God, the years they have served Jesus, the love that they have, the kindness they show. I have been loved by them for almost 30 years. They are beautiful people, and that's what I feel we ought to do is just celebrate them right now and say, wow, God loves these two people. God loves these two people. That's a man you can trust. That is a woman you can trust. And we are blessing their bodies. Come on, everybody. Send your healing right now to them and say, be healthy and, and strong. And let don't even feel the aches and pains of the body. Let that be the gift of God is numbness to pain in the body. Everybody say, I receive that for myself. All right, you guys, you may be seated. Come on, everybody. Let's sing that song again. Raining down your love over me, bringing all the peace all right, I live. Let's, let's have everybody else praise the Lord. Freedom from the chains that hold me back. Raining down your love. Oh my gosh. I interrupted. I'm sorry. Your grace and mercy washes over and the power of, of your word, word sets, sets me, me free. free oh i will always stay on the narrow way that's leading me to life let's go over here to darcy what I do and uh, her husband and their family praise the lord mm. i'm seeing sledgehammers big sledgehammers and you're under some kind of awning or something and these are big sledgehammers and those sledgehammers are are coming down with great force but they're ricocheting it's not even denting the, the, the roof and the Lord is saying this to you that as you love me with all your heart, unconditionally, nothing Satan can do will penetrate 
the protection, the shield of protection that God will put above you. However hard he tries, you'll never even know that he's trying. Your depth of love for Jesus creates the defensive shield of protection. Psalm 91 is your psalm. Memorize it. Say it together. And let it minister to you. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It doesn't matter how big his hammers are as long as you're under the canopy of his love. He cannot penetrate your family. Let's pray for Brother Dash. Praise the Lord. We extend our hands and pray for Dash. That Dash, I sanctify you that you will be a mighty man of God. That you will be known as a faith man. An explorer of the kingdom of God. For the Lord says, I'm going to put two swords in your hand. One to kill the giants of your family. And one to keep yourself in the will of God. But you will not be without protection. The Lord will train you like he would train a soldier. So that you become one of his mighty warriors. That he can send on missions. He can send out to destroy the enemy that has vanquished other people. Thank you, God. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Amen. Extend your hands. I pray for you right now, my brother, in Jesus' name, that you are becoming a mighty man, that your heart is taking shape, and I now heal you of the damage of your heart. The places in that heart that no one can touch but God. That part of you in there that we all have that only God can get to. That part of you where the love of God begins to flow. You're going to be a man of love. Loving people is the answer to your destiny. God says, I'm going to visit you. There's going to come a time when the Lord will visit you and you will know it. And he will explain all your purpose to you. Psalm 1. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he'll meditate day and night. 
he will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You will bring forth your fruit and your leaf shall not wither. You are not cursed. You are blessed. You are not cursed. You are blessed. You have a blessing on you. It's resting on your head. No one can take that blessing away from you. It'll be there till the day you die. Praise the Lord. Let's go right here. You all are together. Extend your hands, everybody. Lord Jesus, I pray for this couple. I pray for their bodies to get healed. I pray for children. I pray for all the people you have been praying for. I ask God to answer your prayers. I ask him to give you a dream in the next 10 days that'll confirm that he is answering your prayers for the things that have been weighing on you. Give me your load. Give me your burden. I'll take it. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Learn of me, for I am meek and lonely, and I will give rest to your soul. Let's pray for Dwayne and his amazing family, everybody. Stretch your hands out. Thank you, Lord. God, I ask you that you keep prospering, Dwayne. That you keep blessing them to where all they can say, God is so good. All they can say is the Lord has been so good to us. I ask you to put a special blessing on their children. I ask that their children will be known as fire children. They will catch on fire in Acts 1.8. After the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall receive power. That God, they will be children with power in the spirit flaming children of the Holy Spirit let all their children love Jesus and let their grandchildren grow up without sickness let them have no accidents let them live a long life and let them see it with their eyes God that they touched the hem of God's garment and it ran through their family. I'm asking you to bless their parents, to bless cousins and brothers and sisters, to bless relatives, that the whole family get blessed by this blessing that we're all praying over them. 
in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Let this year be one of those years that ends with the sound of the trumpets blowing that it has been a jubilee year. That the slaveries have ended. The debts have been paid off. The oppression has ceased. Rest has been given. And the sound of deliverance is in the land. Thank you, God. Let me go to this couple right here. Oh, you're not a couple, it's just you. You have a wife? Lift your hands up. Lord, I bless this man today that all the things that he has been through in his life, the turning to the right, the turning to the left, the pathway to the right, the pathway, all the things of his life, that God, he will have written on the tablet of his heart, engraved on the tablet of his heart, your everlasting word. That when he leaves here tonight, he will say, the hand of the Lord is upon me. The Lord says, my son, I'll never lift my hand off you. I'm going to keep it there. Serve me. Obey me. Do what I tell you. And what I say will come to pass. Let's go over to our sister. Lift your hands up. Praise the Lord. This is an interesting thing. Just remain there. I see a Christmas tree. And it's got silver glittery things, whatever they're called. The tree is not finished. It hasn't been fully decorated. And the Lord says this, you're in the season. I just haven't finished decorating your tree. Everybody say, I received that for myself. See, sometimes that little rhema shoots out of there like that, and you got to take it for yourself. Praise the Lord. Wow. Praise God. Let's just dwell on that for a little bit. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. You're in the season, but I haven't finished decorating the tree. Say it out loud, everybody. Say, I'm in the season. I'm in the season. But God hasn't finished decorating the tree. Wow, that is powerful. Praise God. I'm getting blessed by that right now. Come on, let it bless you. Praise God. Woo! Because, you know, that season she's entering into, that's the season of joy. And the season has begun. Let's go to this family right here. Praise the Lord. Do you have any other children? you have one more child? Praise the Lord. How long have you guys been married? Praise the Lord. I'm hearing chains popping, like big chains are breaking. Satan beat you up in your life. But God says, I'm breaking those chains. And the Lord said, nobody's going to be able to hurt you. I'm going to be there. And God says, serve me, love me, obey me, follow me, do what I tell you. And God says, I'll give you more blessings than your house can hold. And you're going to be giving money and food to families that are broken and dysfunctional in the future. 
because God really wants to bless you so that you have more than enough because you've been through different levels of hell and now God says let me step in and I'll keep hell out of your lives let's go to this family so that's four of you and are there more this is the whole group so I want to tell you this dream big ask for the most amazing things you can ask for because God is saying I'm not keeping anything from you whatever you want whatever you need I'm going to give it all to you you're in the get everything stuff stage personal things any kind of thing because you're entering in to the paradise of God there are no demons there there's no poverty there there's no weeping no torture no hurt there and that's where you're entering you're entering paradise there is a paradise blessing on you everybody keep your hands stretched out here and I'm just uh, I just feel like so many new things new days new experiences new blessings are coming to your family you are a great family you're a blessed family and you're going to be a big blessing to a lot of people praise the Lord ma'am I stretch my hands out to you may the Lord touch your body may he touch that back may he heal that digestive system some of that heart we just bless you ma'am today from your head down to your feet may your sleep be holy and blessed may you feel God wrap his arms around you at night and squeeze any worries out of your brain we send a blessing that you will not feel alone the hand of the Lord is upon you let's go right here stretch your hands out Shelelekur melel varats belkurem bishtadzi feleval dukurid mardeveji bel tukundrade shashelelia kordividets mahwarge menduluchi sevelel de partikudosa I am your good shepherd you shall not want I have prepared some beautiful pastures some beautiful still water I am restoring your body I am restoring your soul I will keep you in the night I will be there in the morning there will not be one moment of the day 
where you do not feel my presence. For I am singing over you. Like a father sings over his baby in the crib. I am singing over you with songs of deliverance. The songs of Zion shall be in your home. The walls will be called praise. The doors will be called salvation. And the rooms will be called peace. Praise God. Let's extend our hands out to Keith, everybody. Praise God. We thank you, Lord, for our sister. And God, I ask you to pick her up right now. She's been having to carry a lot. She's had a lot on her shoulders. She's had a lot of thoughts going through her mind, Lord. There's a lot of decisions that she's having to make in her life. So, Lord, I'm asking for a full makeover of her body, of her soul, of her spirit, and of every other situation and circumstance in her life. Take the oil, God, right now, and pour it on Keith's head right now. Pour it on top of that head, Lord. Let that oil start flowing down. Let it flow over her head. Let it flow into her circumstances. Let it flow into her house. Let it flow into all the different things pulling at her. And God, put her in a spirit of vacation renewal where she feels the cells of her body are being renewed and remade. And the gift of youth is put inside her heart. But I ask for this tonight, when she goes to bed tonight, that you will put a new song in her heart. Come on, let's take a praise break. Sing the song, everybody. Sing it out. Praise God for a little bit. Come on, everybody. Don't get tired. I'm not tired. Those of you that I already ministered to, you can sit down. You can sit down. Those I've already spoken to. Let's sing it out, everybody. Your grace and mercy washes over me, and the power of your word sets me free. Oh, I will always stay on the narrow way that's leading me to life. Praise the Lord. One Let's pray for I you. Do. How long have you guys been married? Do you have children? How many children? Your grandchildren? How many of those? Praise the Lord. Where are you from? Like, where were you raised? Breckenridge? And how about you? Where? 
Dallas. Praise the Lord. And you've been married for 30. Congratulations. That's good. Listen to these words. Without your word in my life, what I do. Sweet years lie ahead. With very few tears. Your gift is to make sad hearts joyful. I bless you with this blessing that it keep you all the days of your life. That all your children and grandchildren will love the Lord with all their heart and soul and mind. Praise the Lord. Right here, ma'am. Lift your hands up. I see a road with many forks in it. This is not a road like a straight road. This is a road with many exits. It's a dirt road. It's a country road, but there's many exits. But you are not looking anywhere but straight ahead. And the Lord says, good job. You're going to make it. You will have that tree with that fruit and it will be sweet in your mouth praise the lord right here ma'am lift your hands the lord says i will hide you in the secret place of my presence and i will protect you there and i'm going to touch your bones so that none of your bones ache that you have functionality and flexibility that all your life you will just feel like you've been oiled and you say wow my neck feels great my fingers feel great my elbows my knees and God says I want to give you this gift to just feel good. People that feel good do good. Pain makes us monsters. So the Lord says, be blessed with that. Feel good. Praise the Lord. Let's go right here. Thank you, Jesus. You went around for a long time in circles searching when you were young you gave your heart away a lot you love people this happened and that happened and broke 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 things like this but inside there's this compassion and god says first i heal you then you will heal others so the lord says i heal you everything that's ever happened to you since you were born be healed of all of it right now. That which you can remember and that which you cannot remember and let the healing flow out of your life. Let's go to this couple right now. Stretch your hands out. 
Eye has not seen nor ear heard the things that I have prepared for those that love me. God says, you love me, so I'm preparing big blessings, big breakthroughs. Where Satan has attacked you, the Lord says, I'm now stretching out my hand. Everybody stretch your hands out. We're going to do, we're going to do warfare for you because you are a blessed family. You're a blessed family. I saw your children today. How many do you have now? They're very pretty children. They're blessed children. Know this, nothing bad is going to happen to your children. That is a curse of worry and fear that's been on the family tree, which we just remove out of the way now. Your children are not vulnerable. I'm blessing your wife's mind. Everybody stretch your hands out. I'm blessing her mind because you see, her mind gets penetrated sometimes by thoughts that take her in different emotional directions. But you know what? Luke chapter 10, verse 30 says, verse 33 says, he pours in the oil and the wine and it heals. I just want to tell you how much God loves you and how much he loves those children. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Because you keep your heart right towards people and things in life, God says, I'm opening my hand and I will give you the desires. Now let me pray a healing on you. Because you are a warrior. You are standing and fighting the enemy. I can see it. You're fighting the enemy. You're, you're protecting her. You're protecting your children. When you come under attack, then this thing comes up inside you. And so now, what we're going to do is change the atmosphere. We're all doing it together. We're changing the atmosphere. Okay? Because you're a warrior and because you have a sense of right and wrong, justice, things of this nature, many things are inside you that God put there as a child that he's refining in you so you don't worry or you're not anxious. Anxiety is not of the Lord. And so God is saying to me to tell you, he's giving you a very calm and peaceful heart. God is in control of your family. Listen to my words, everything is going to be all right. 
everything is going to be all right. Come on, everybody. Say it out loud. Stretch your hands to them and say it. Everything is going to be all right. Come on, say it. You just have such a good spirit to you. And your wife is in a stage of healing in there. But don't make any mistake about what I'm saying. She has strengths you don't have. And you have strengths she doesn't have. It's no accident you're together. And when Satan tried to destroy you, he couldn't do it. And that's something we all should celebrate right now and praise God for and say praise God. Because remember that God is merciful and you're under his mercy. And let's all say it together. Mercy, mercy. Rewrote, my life. rewrote my life. Come on, everybody. Say it. Mercy, mercy. rewrote my life. Rewrote. Tell it to everybody around you. Say, hey, mercy rewrote my life. Praise the Lord. I think you got enough. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Lift your hands up, man. I'm seeing you in a snowball fight right now. And you're throwing snowball at total strangers. Because there is this need in you for family thing. And you've missed out on that. And the Lord is telling me to tell you that that will happen. God gives families to people. This is your family. And if you treat each other like a family, those needs are satisfied. So I stretch my hands out to you that you will have those needs met. God's promise to you will come to pass. Everybody say that. Amen. God is not late. God does not delay. God does what he says he does when he thinks he should do it. Praise the Lord. Are you all together? Amen. Stretch your hands out here to this couple. You're really nice people. Yeah, you're really nice people. I, I like you. And God likes you. And, uh, you know, he's not mad at you. All he wants to do is just make you happy. And I'm hearing that in my heart. He just wants you to be happy. And here's this word. There's no end to the happiness. You don't like wear God out. It's not like, okay, we used up our happiness quota. There is much more happiness to come. There is no darkness coming. There is no bad news. Happiness is riding the horse 
headed for your house. Let him in when he knocks on that door. Praise the Lord. Everybody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, let's take a praise break, everybody. And say thank you, Jesus. Praise God. You all may be seated. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Stretch your hands out here. Praise the Lord. Remember that praying for people and blessing people doesn't mean that everything is right in people's lives. Please remember that. God is merciful. And you should know that if God tells you something and there's something wrong in your life and you're doing something wrong, that it's not going to actually come to pass till you fix that. He's not stupid. But what he is is merciful. And God told me if they're in church, there's hope. You know that Jesus didn't treat Judas like Judas. Did Jesus treat Judas like a Judas? He knew he was stealing the money. Yeah. He didn't kick him out. He knew he was going to betray him and, and, and sell him. But when Judas came up to, to betray Jesus, and I'm not talking about you. Jesus came up to betray Jesus. He called him friend. And when you look up that Greek word there, it means close and intimate companion. Praise the Lord. It's rain time. It's rain. And I have to tell you these words. The drought is over. Enough dry ground. It's time for those old seeds that God put in the ground many years ago when you were a child to come up. You'll look out in your life and see the fields filled with fruit because the drought is over. Praise the Lord. God bless you, man. Praise the Lord. Come on, everybody. Let's pray for this young man. Stretch your hands out. We pray for the divine protection of God. We pray for the deliverances of God. We pray for the holiness of God. We pray for the spirit of purity. We pray for this young man to meet God in a deep way, to know God in a deep way, to follow God in a deep way, to serve God in a deep way, that the assignments of Satan cannot be upon him. They cannot touch him. They cannot reach out to him. That God is going to be his deliverer, his strength in time of trouble. That God will remake him and remake his mind and protect him from all the assignments of Satan, from all the different devices of Satan, from all the friends that are not of God, from all the voices that are not of God, from all the situations that are not of God and that he will run to God and fall at the feet of Jesus and serve God till the day he dies. Everybody say that's what I'm talking about. Stretch your hands out to this gentleman here everybody. Praise the Lord. I don't know about you but I like this stuff. I, I enjoy doing this and I don't do it every time I come. But I just really felt like, man, I'm supposed to really pray for people. Jesus did it. Jesus prayed for people. You're important. 
What's going on in your life is important. You're doing good. God is with you. God has given you strength. He's given you wisdom. He's given you direction. Everything's going to be all right. You're mentoring correctly. You're giving a authority. You're putting a path in there. And Satan can't catch up to you. You're going too fast. So keep running, brother. God bless. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Now tell me your name. How old are you? Fantastic. And are these your, your grandparents? Let me tell you something. Grandparents are the greatest thing. I mean, grandparents. I have 17 grandchildren now. Can everybody go holla holla? That's what I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. So lift your hands up. Number one. You will not make a mistake on who you marry. You're going to marry the right man. He's going to have money. He's going to have a job. He's going to work hard. You're going to have four beautiful children. God is going to blow your mind with what he does when you fall in love with him. And you're in that stage right now where you're starting to discover things about God that will eternally affect you and tie you to God. Everybody think about the things God has done in your life that tied you to him. Nobody can tell you what they are. You alone know what they are. But when God did that for you, it tied you to, to him. Because God does that. The day my mother got saved, it tied me to God. The day my brothers and sisters got saved, it tied me to God. The day all my children got saved, it tied me to God. The day God gave me my wife, tied me to God. The first orphan I ever rescued tied me to God and thousands of other things. Praise the Lord. And that's where you're at. You have a whole lifetime ahead of you of God doing beautiful miracles. Don't you dare love anybody else. Don't believe any lies out there. Don't believe no atheist lies, atheism lies. Don't believe any of that progressive Christianity. God is love, and so you can live any way you want, do whatever. Don't, don't believe that. That's a lie. That'll send you to hell. Don't believe that. You stay nice and simple and serve Jesus with your whole heart. Read your Bible. Do what it tells you. Serve the Lord. Live a holy life. And don't mess around with nothing. Be, and you will be joyful and happy. Praise the Lord. So I protect you from lying voices now and in the future. I protect you from that. Let's all protect them. Protect her right now. Send our blessing. Say we protect you. And listen, you're going to be so happy serving the Lord all the days of your life. These are your grandparents. So let me pray for you guys. So how long have you guys been married? So may God bless you. 
And I'm seeing jewels right now, jewels being put on your body, like different jewels. You have a lot of jewels. Now these jewels are already jewels from the past of, of things you've done already. And God put the jewels on you. Because when you do something to obey God, he adds wealth to you, divine wealth. And you guys are covered in divine wealth. But it's just the beginning. God says, this is the beginning. The Lord says, I want to fill, fill treasure chests with jewels for you in eternity. Just keep following me. You're doing fine. Keep serving the Lord. You're doing fine. Keep loving each other. Love God and the jewels and the treasure chests will all be waiting in heaven. Woo, he just told me something. Here's what you get. Oh my gosh, I received this for myself, Jesus. You get time alone with Jesus. Woo, everybody say, okay, I'm taking that right now. Praise the Lord. You know, I mean, time alone with Jesus, that's a, <laughs> I mean, that's as good as it gets. Praise the Lord, you know. I mean, you can have your mansions and all that. I just like time alone with Jesus. Praise the Lord. Wow. How cool. Fantastic. All right, brother, lift your hands up. Praise God. May the anointing, fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit be in your life. May the Lord anoint you to win souls, to affect people for God. May your heart be captured by Jesus. And may every aspect and piece of your heart be filled with something divine. May every thought of your mind be holy and full of the beauties of God. May every person you come in contact with get healed because you love Jesus. May everybody you meet get delivered from some bondage in their life. May you walk on holy ground all the days of your life until you die. And may you have a trumpet at your mouth that leads everybody into the kingdom of God. That's good enough. You guys go sit down. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, brother. Lift your hands. Stretch your hands out over here. I have some special blessings for you, says the Lord. These are blessings that I've been waiting to give you for a long time. These blessings have been yours from before eternity. They are new while being eternal. You will take them as if you pick a fruit from a tree. You will take that. Every year, new ones. Every year, new ones. Until your entire house is filled with these wonderful, eternal pieces of me, saith the Lord. I know you've wanted other things, but you're at a time now where really what you want is me. So you can have me. You can have every piece of me that you need. For this is your inheritance. This is why you were born. And this is who you will be. You will be known as a gentle giant killer. That kills the enemy with kindness 
consistency, faithfulness, and loyalty. All the days of your life, you shall be like Joshua, and you shall live like Caleb. Give me that mountain, for it belongs to me. Praise the Lord. God bless you, brother. Praise God. Come on, everybody. Say, holla, holla. That's what I'm talking about. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. What's your name? How, how old are you? Praise the Lord. And do you belong to somebody in here? You're in the nursery. Or you're, you're like working in the nursery? Stretch your hands out there. Thank you for being in the nursery. That's really great. Thank you for doing that. I want to bless you. We're all going to stretch our hands out there. Praise God. A dream is a sacred thing when I create it, saith the Lord. A dream that I create, it cannot be stolen. It cannot be broken. It cannot be lost. So I am putting dreams inside you. They're starting like a little seed and a little tiny voice inside you. But they will grow very loud. For I am the dream creator and I am the dream fulfiller. I want you to dream big. Make it hard on me. Let me do something in your life that you could never ever imagine you could do. Let me send you around the world. Let me give you great wealth so that you can rescue orphans and get them out of the trash dumps and of the prison houses of abuse. Let me give you a heart that is too big to fit in your body. Let me exchange my heart for your heart today. I'm writing down the desires of your heart. Trust me, by the time I'm done with you, you will not be able to stop smiling and laughing. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I received that for myself. Let's take a praise break, everybody. Just lift your hands and say, praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. You know, no prophetic word is of any value where unbelief exists. When God speaks something, it does nothing if you have no faith in it. It's like hearing a message with no faith in your hearts. The Bible says they didn't profit from the preaching because of unbelief. But when you have faith in a thing, you activate it and you put honor on it. This is an unusual night because we're here and it's, we've been here quite a while, but I only got one person left. But I'm really enjoying myself. I'm getting a lot out of this. I'm getting ministered to by the Holy Spirit. 
tell me who, what your name is and how old you are. Hi, Chloe. Who do you belong to? Huh? She belongs to you? And, and do you have other children? This is your only child. And how old are you again? 13. And what grade are you in? And how are you doing in school? How are you doing in school? You're doing good? Are you like a really good student? Do you get straight A's or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Listen to me. We're all going to stretch our hands out to you. Chloe, right? Chloe, look at my eyes for a second. You don't realize how beautiful you are. You're not average. You are so beautiful, Chloe. Your insides are so kind, and you have no meanness in you. There is a beauty to you. But the devil has been lying to you. And people have been saying things to you that don't know God. They're mean. But I'm telling you right now, you are a shining star. Now hear my words. Your beauty is never going to stop growing. First, you get healed and your confidence grows. And that's what's going to happen right now. You're going to become very confident in who you are. Your identity is getting healed right now. Right now. And I want you to say it with me. As hard as this may be, this is not pride or vanity. Jesus has made you beautiful. Say it with me. I am what you are. You are so beautiful that if you, were, if, if you pray, God makes his ear come all the way down from heaven down here. Because he loves you and the sound of your voice. Because of how beautiful you are to him on the inside. But you have been hurt. And so I'm praying for you right now to get healed. I am taking out of you those daggers of words that should never have been spoken to you. Taking them off. And God is going to replace them with his words. You're tied up. But it's broken now. You'll be able to spread those wings. There's an artist inside you. You're, you have a creative gift to write poetry, write books. You don't know it, but great music is inside there. You have an anointing that is so strong and big. Listen to this. Satan is scared about you finding out how beautiful and amazing God made you. Say it out loud. I'm going to fly. Say it out loud. I'm going to fly. 
and nobody can cut my wings off. Praise God, everybody. Let's all praise Jesus. Everybody say glory to God. Come on, Pastor. Praise the Lord. What a great day we had Sunday morning, Sunday night. Well, praise God. Well, aren't you glad you came back? Amen. Amen. Well, let's just help me again. Let's give everybody an offering, off, uh, opportunity to give an offering there if you have one tonight. So uh, let me just pray over it. Father, I just declare right now we are blessed people. Lord, I thank you that you've prospered us and blessed us. I declare, Lord God, that the giving is blessed. Businesses are blessed. Our life and livelihood is blessed to be able to bless Brother Ivan. And Lord, we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So go ahead and pass the buckets and don't forget that he's still... Look, I'll just tell you all this. If you don't have... uh, the the yellow book over there of it's not God's promises what's it called uh, letters from God there you go you need one of those books if nothing else it's the greatest evangelistic tool in the world you can take that book you can give to somebody tell them just pick out their birth date in it read it and I guarantee it'll minister to them and we've seen it happen over and over and over again so you need those books clean him out over there whatever We'll get more if needed. Amen? Amen. Brother Ivan, God bless you. Thank you, brother, for being here, being a part of our church. Give him another hand clap, y'all. So stand to your feet. Look at the person beside you and say, it's worth it. Yeah, some of y'all, some of y'all got some words tonight. I was claiming over here pretty heavy. I was, I was sucking on the anointing, so I'm going to take that myself. So praise God. Grab that person's hand beside you. Look at them and say, man, you did good tonight. So bless them, Lord. Lord, give us an amazing week as we go out into the world. Just make divine appointments happen. So, Lord, that we can come across people and share Jesus with them. Lead them to you. Help them. Bless them. Minister to them, Lord. Bless them as they go. Thank you for getting every deer out of the way and everything tonight, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.